Welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI Media podcast covering the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Executive Editor Sarah Lavendusky, and today I'm joined by two friends of the podcast. We have Ellen Overcast, Vacation Specialist at Main Street Getaways, a Dream Vacations franchise in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. And we have Dr. Jan Louise Jones, Professor of Hospitality and Tourism at the University of New Haven's Pompeii College of Business. So today we're going to talk about the state of the travel industry now that we're more than a month into the busy first quarter, and also about what to expect in the upcoming months for both travelers and those who serve clients in this space. Thank you both. It's great to have you today. Thanks for having us. Of course. Thank you. So Q1 is a very busy time for our, our industry. We have people going to a lot of trade shows and conferences to kick off the new year to see new products. And the three of us are in the Northeast. So we know a lot of people like to escape the cold weather, take trips mm-hmm. to the tropics time of year. All of that presents opportunities for distributors to serve these and buyer companies that serve leisure and business travelers. And actually, um, our government is also taking this industry very seriously now. And actually, last month, the Biden administration announced that Mark Keem, he's the first deputy assistant secretary of travel and tourism at the Commerce Department. So now there's this formal acknowledgement that the country really needs strategy around travel. That's immigration and, and visas, but also leisure tourism, commercial travel, attracting more people here, supporting those who are traveling within the country. And also um, data also shows that more people are using travel agencies days and will continue to do so even as the pandemic mm-hmm. wanes because they need help navigating a very complex industry. And that really became apparent during COVID. And that's also a great opportunity to sell um, into that space as well, to sell to travel agents. So Ellen, let's start with you. What is the travel industry like right now? What's kind of the general vibe around things? Well, it's definitely busy. Uh, people are anxious to travel. It's been a while. There's been some, you know, there's been quite a few people that haven't traveled for a couple of years now with mm-hmm. COVID and they were, weren't sure. So we have been, I, I actually am so busy right now with um, booking travel and um Cruising, cruising is is mm-hmm. definitely on an on an increase as well as Europe. A lot of a lot of people mm-hmm. going to Europe, and I'm sure Dr. Jones is aware of that. <laughs> Fantastic, yes, Dr. Jones. How, how about you? What is the general vibe around travel right now? Yeah, I would totally agree with Ellen. I mean, people are just really excited to get back out there. I do feel like there's a sense, and it, and it it makes total sense to me that uh, travel agents are busy right now because mm-hmm. uh, there's still a lot to navigate out there. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when I first started teaching, students were getting out of wanting to be travel agents, and you know, there were some struggles there. But I have four students right now, either doing an internship or working um, for a travel agency, because that is uh seems to be the biggest challenge is people wanting to have some help navigating all the new rules regulations what's open what's closed you know where are the direct flights these are all the things that um you know we need someone to help with even though it's available online um, Mm -hmm. people are looking for that young people are ready to travel they are they don't care about a recession they will just spend differently and they want to get out there and and then i would agree with ellen that people are looking to um read books some people who just have not traveled in a couple of years mm-hmm. yeah so um dr jones let's continue with you where are things looking up right now like what has improved and what are the challenges that remain? Um, you know, Ellen and I were talking kind of off camera about this. You know, the 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 canceled flights is a big one. Um, we saw that around the holidays um, and a lack of flights that becomes, you know, then, you know, multiple legs of a trip where there could have been just a direct flight. So there's airline issues. But um, where again, where are you seeing improvement and where are you seeing the challenges still? 
Yeah, so I'll start with the challenges so we can end on the positive. Mm -hmm. But um, so some of the challenges that you just mentioned, uh, people losing their luggage, that seemed to be a huge problem over the holidays. Um, Some of this still comes down to not having enough staff in some of these industries. You know, they are still getting back to their new normal. Um, You know, our industry is doing a lot of a lot of work to get people retrained, trained. Um, the people that stuck it out during COVID are exhausted. So there's still a lot of management issues kind of going on with uh, people. Uh, you know, flights seems to be the biggest problem right now. You know, people are ready to fly, but they're so frustrated with, like you said, having not those direct flights are all not back yet. Um, and also I think people are frustrated, frustrated when they do get somewhere and their luggage isn't there. They have Mm -hmm. to stay longer because things have canceled and we're in winter season. So in a lot of the U S so, you know, just when we get things figured out, we get blindsided with snowstorms and things like that. So it just Mm -hmm. feels like this poor air industry cannot, you know, just get settled in terms of what the new normal is. And I think that's the challenge. And Mm -hmm. I just, I think the positives though, are that people are ready to change. uh, People are ready to get out there and we are starting to see some of our restaurants reopen at destination. So, you know, you might've gone to a resort last year and some of the restaurants weren't open or some of the events weren't running. I do actually see more normalcy in that some of the big conferences are coming back. Um, so yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing, um, people getting back into the workforce of the industry. And that's exciting because that means that the traveler gets to have the full experience again. And, and people want their amenities back. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing I keep hearing. <laughs> yes. You know, they don't want to go, they don't want to go on an international trip and half of the things are not available. So this is a rig, I think a really big push for this summer to get that stuff back open. Great. Perfect. Thank you. And Ellen, how about you? The same. Um, Where have things improved? Places that areas that still need improvement? Um, Same thing. The airlines, of course, are the probably the biggest, the biggest problem right now. But, um, but other than that, I mean, people are excited. I, I, you know, anytime anybody's been coming back from a trip, of course, I call them and find out what, you know, what they liked, what they didn't like. It's been a few issues, like you said, like Dr. Jones said about um, staffing. But, um, I think as long as people are going out with the with the right expectations, it's not a hundred percent yet. It's not a hundred percent back to how it was pre-COVID, um, but it's getting there. And and if you go with the right attitude, it's you can have a great time. Mm-hmm. I actually have some. I have um, three new associates that just came on board recently, and they're on fire. Like they, That's great. they're just yeah. It's so so for your students. It's a, it's a great time right now to join the travel, the travel industry. People are calling. People that never used travel agents before are calling. Um, yeah. There's a lot to navigate, and we have a, a, a vast amount of information. So that's great. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, Ellen, let's continue with you. What are travelers? Um, what are they booking for leisure? I know when we again we had talked a little bit about cruises. And they're, you know, they're coming back in a big way. They were one of the worst hit in the very beginning when boats were like docked and people couldn't get off and it was like a nightmare, but now they seem to be to normalize, be normalizing and and returning. Um, But yeah, where are people booking for leisure right now? What kinds of trips? Um, I'm booking a lot of uh, river cruises through Europe. Mm, People mm -hmm. are definitely interested in that. Um, They're, uh, what I'm finding is people are taking their bucket trip, their bucket list trips now. 
Like they're not waiting anymore. They, right. they've all kind of learned, like, what are we waiting for? Let's, let's do it. <laughs> and like, like Dr. Jones said, the younger generation is definitely, they're willing to spend the money. The older generation, we still have a little bit of, you know, like, you know, our, our, our 401ks are not as looking good as they did, mm -hmm. but, um, but people are definitely willing to travel. Uh, I'm booking cruises are selling out. The one thing that that I'm running into is people waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm advising them don't wait to book those those cruises. They're not going to they're not going to be dropping their prices very often like they used to. Mm -hmm. I think we all got kind of got used to that, especially when when they first came back, when they started cruising again. Um, but those ships are going out full They're yeah. they, they are. So I'm telling people don't wait. Book now. Um, you know, if prices drop, we can always we're travel agents. We can we can make some adjustments here and there, mm -hmm. but um, mm -hmm. don't wait. But yeah, Europe's hot, um, and just cruising in general. Alaska, of course, there's been people waiting for Alaska, so Alaska mm -hmm. is filling up quickly. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much everywhere. It, 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 wow. There's there's and and a lot of last minute trips. I have a lot of people right now mm -hmm. that want to go in March, April um, to Mexico. They want to hit the all inclusives, and you know yeah. they just need to get out. Of course, we are in the Northeast here, so <laughs> everybody wants to get out of the cold, as you can yep. see, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I think like those those trips when you're saying like people are taking their bucket trips, you know, um, it's like for our industry, like we, you know, there's so many distributors who sell like high-end items in those resort shops and things, and people are like, they're willing to spend a little more for those high-end souvenirs, right, like drinkware and tote bags and sustainable items and like they're they're willing right. to spend more and i think distributors should be aware of that and be ready to pitch like nice items for those trips because people are people are ready to spend absolutely mm -hmm. yeah and dr jones like so you're so you're leaving for italy this week what kind of trip is that tell us about it yeah so uh just like business travel stopped for a little while we mm -hmm. uh, the university of new haven has several study abroad programs but we work with some companies that have sites in different locations and yeah. so we work with a company called cea and mm -hmm. we're the university of record so we do you know hire their faculty or help we review their faculty and we look at all their classes that they're offering wow. so once a year we do a site visit um, at different oh. locations. So I'll be doing a site visit in Rome, which I'm really excited about. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. so great. How long That's will you amazing. be there? Um, I'm going to be there for a week. So I actually oh, fly wow. out tomorrow. Yeah. That's so fingers great. crossed. Yeah. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Rex flight. Oh. oh, great. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Rome is Rome is so fantastic. Um, that's so great. So um, also for our industry, a, a a big area is business travel. And we're finding, you know, the shows we've just had for our company, attendance has been really great. It's been up, mm -hmm. you know, year over year since 2020, of course. Um, but I'm curious, and Dr. Jones will continue with you, is, is business travel back? And do you think, do you think it'll return to pre-COVID volumes? I mean, I know like, you know, uh, budgets have changed, you know, the way that, that companies, um, the number of people that they send, their strategy around these in-person events has changed. Um, mm -hmm. Sustainability is another big one too. Like if they're if they have certain sustainability standards, they're very conscious of how how many people they're sending on these big jets, you know, and how much how much um, carbon pollution that creates and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but are you seeing like as far as commercial business travel, is it returning? Do you think it'll get back to pre-COVID levels with those, th those things in mind? Yeah, I think what's 
kind of interesting since COVID if we see actually kind of like new types of business travel, mm. right? Mm. Or what, you know, I don't actually love this term, but leisure, you know, so yeah. you're seeing maybe longer trips where it used to be they'd go for a day or two days and come back. It seems like, okay, they're going to go for a week and they work remotely. So they're going to stay in that location and maybe work in that location for one or two weeks. So we've seen some actually cool like changes in how people are traveling, especially that that quick overnight trip has become a little more cumbersome, just given some mm. of the challenges of airlines. So yeah. I definitely, the people that I've talked to companies, they seem to be adjusting how they're doing their uh, business trips. Some companies have gone back to, this is it. We need to get back to sending people out. Zoom is not it. We need to actually be in person for some of these meetings. And um, I am hearing that. I would say from the hotel side, I have heard some of the smaller hotels seem to be struggling a little bit with the return mm -hmm. of business travel. Mm -hmm. um, people seem to be changing somehow the way where they're staying and how they're staying. Um, so I have heard a little bit about that. That could just be more regional here in Connecticut. Some of the, the hotels are smaller and we don't have the larger events right. um, because it is, I do feel like those big conferences are coming back. Yep. And the last thing I would just say is I love that you mentioned sustainability. My, my students are actually, mm -hmm. we're, I'm teaching a class this semester on global tourism. Oh. Yeah. Sustainability. Mm -hmm. And Great. it's interesting to teach it because I have to change everything. I, everything <laughs> that I taught before 2020 is completely 100% different now in the mm -hmm. sense that we don't really have a sense of, you know, what industry is doing to get back on track. So we all have this like new heightened awareness of needing to, you know, be conscious of sustainability, mm. but I don't think we have kind of the new policies and regulations in place for destinations that are kind of trying to revive. So some companies are just desperate to get people back. And so the last thing on their mind is sustainability, mm. but they know they have to care about it. So it's a really right. interesting time to study it and to talk about it. But um, the good news is people are it's, it's on young people's minds, which is cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. Something Agreed. they're like, wait a minute, we can't just, you know, ruin, which I, it doesn't, it makes sense to me, river cruises and things like that, because I do feel like people are identifying kind of more outdoor nature mm -hmm. types of travel mm -hmm. that minimize their impact and, mm -hmm. and regional travel for that reason too. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Ellen, do you find the same and are, are you, are you noticing that business travel is returning? Um, but it's, it, you know, like, like Dr. Jones is saying, there are, I think, you know, pretty permanent changes that have taken place in the past few years as well. There, there has been. Yeah. For, yeah. I think for business travel, um, I don't, I don't book a lot of business travel, but of course I know a lot of people that, that travel for business. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's, it is, it is coming back because it is important that people meet face to face. It's there's this things that you can't necessarily do on zoom that, yep. you know, you need that handshake. You need that, that kind of camaraderie that yep. comes along with, um, meeting in person. So, um, I, I think it's coming back. I don't know if it'll ever come back full swing, like it was prior to COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and like you said, it's going to be different. Um, as far as, and, and you know, that's business with leisure travel, when you were talking about the sustainability, that's mm -hmm. huge now. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I, one thing that I've noticed, um, especially with the cruise lines, they're all about sustainability now. They're really? making, all, they've, they've done, they've come a great way in making changes to how they impact the different ports, um, wow. the, you know, the oceans that they're, that they're sailing on. Um, even, even on board the ships, um, I was on the, uh, Norwegian Prima and, and, mm -hmm. uh, actually have a sustainability bar. It was really, really, yes. It was really. What was that like? 
Um, it was interesting. They, the, the drinks that they served were all about, um, they came from regions, all their ingredients were sustainable. Wow. I, I, um, I don't have all the, the details. I should have, you know, written that down, but all the drinks that they used, they used things from around the ship um, mm -hmm. so that there wasn't a lot of waste. Really? Um, it sounded first, I'm like, oh, I don't know, like they, they used like day-old <laughs> bread for some of the like croissants. It was, it was a drink with, with day-old croissants and it sounded, you know, I'm like, of course I have to try it. I'm like, this right. is delicious. And you know, it's not what you think. Wow. Like, it, it was, it was very interesting. All of the um, alcohol that was in it was, what came from countries that, that, um, that were all about sustainability and, and wow. yeah, great. And all the cruise lines are starting to do that sort of thing. Wow. And the, especially the younger generation is just grabbing onto that. Yeah. I think, I think the older generation, we all know that it's important, but mm -hmm. you know, we're setting our ways and it's right, you know, right. to make those changes sometimes. Interesting. So, yeah. And that's the interesting thing about being in the travel industry though, is that mm. you, um, I, I learned a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Love to hear that. Um, Fantastic. So, and, and Ellen, let's continue with you. You had mentioned this a few minutes ago about kind of, you know, what travelers should expect in the coming months. Um, it sounds like patience is still a thing <laughs> that people, you know, may have to manage your expectations, especially when it comes to the airport. Yeah. Um, so, so what would you give like advice for a traveler who's, you know, planning to planning a big trip in 2023? What would you say like you should you should expect, you know, as, as a traveler, whether it's, it's leisure or business. Either way, um, you know, expect you, you need to be flexible there. Yeah. There may, you know, there may be glitches along the way. Um, just be prepared for those things. Like I, um, I tell everybody, especially, you know, we mentioned about lost luggage, bring a little backpack with some clothes for the, you know, some things that you need for yep. a day or two. Yep. You can easily, you know, roll up some things and put them in a backpack just in case you do have to wait for your luggage to arrive. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't happen all the time, but it's just really kind of about being prepared for those things that can happen um, and yep. and go with the flow. I mean, there's no reason why I, I kind of equate it. I tell people it's just like when you're traveling and it's bad weather, make the best of it. You know, there's other things to do. You can you, you'll survive. You'll survive. Mm -hmm. It just um, yeah, I just I let people know. Even, um, you know, I have a lot of clients that go to Disney. I tell them, yeah. be prepared. You know, some of the rides are closed. I yeah. don't know people live there. So, um, but everybody comes back. They had a great time. It, but I think it's important to set your expectations. Right. Before you travel. Fantastic. And Dr. Jones, how about you? What would you say for expectations among travelers? Yeah, definitely have to expect, you know, some changes, even in the locations, maybe places you haven't been for a while, when you get there, it may look different in terms of what's open and what's available yeah. and doing your research before to know yeah. that. So you, so that yep. expectation can, you know, you can already kind of know that. And, um, you know, travel agents are so great because they can tell you all those details before you mm. go. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I love the backpack idea. I think that, um, having, yeah. you know, some extra, my, my mom oddly used to tell me that when I was very young, anytime <laughs> I traveled, you always yep. have a backup plan, but yep. snacks. And I know sometimes people yes. don't think about that. So it's, you know, you might get in transit longer and not have availability for some kind of restaurants or things open in the airport late or things yeah. like that. So definitely any little items that you need, um, backup battery packs, those mm -hmm. are also really important. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just think planning ahead and uh, lowering your expectations 
expectations in terms of it being exactly the same as what it was before, mm. yep. I think is important. Yeah, and actually continuing that, you know, kind of as, as travel experts, your must-have travel items, which are fantastic items for people in our industry to sell to, you know, companies in this industry. I think, you know, a big one, like you're saying, is a, a rollable backpack that people yeah. can just like stuff in their luggage and this can be used like either, you know, going to your destination if you have checked luggage or coming home just in case. Um, I know cruise lines, like they'll usually take your luggage. So you need like an overnight bag that last night, right? So mm -hmm. that's a great opportunity as well. Um, but what are kind of like, let's continue with you, Dr. Jones, what is like your, what are your must have travel items? Yeah, so I actually just got a new backpack I'm super excited about <laughs> that has uh, a little more room in it, but it has the ability to charge in put in my backpack charger. So I, yeah. I have a really decent, a good quality one for that mm -hmm. because I do a lot with my computer and my phone. Yep. So, you know, you really have to research like what kind you need. Mm -hmm. um, I al always travel, like Ellen said, with some backup clothes, um, yeah. you know, just who knows something even light, um, you yep. know, just a couple of things, quick change that you might need toothbrush, mm -hmm. all that kind of, you know, I always have my toiletries with me because yes. <laughs> yes. even though it's a pain to get them in and out, it's like, no, I always, that is worth it to me. Exactly. Um, and then snacks is a really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Like I said, some healthy stuff. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. and just if you really need something quick, trying to think of what else oh chargers you know yes. for different yes. countries yeah for some reason oh. people forget those right so, yes yeah mm -hmm. um, like for example italy two-pronged and three-pronged yep. so you have to kind of know the locations they're going to that's and, right um yeah those are those are actually the big things for me just making sure that i have if if in a heartbeat i have to stay somewhere longer and i don't have access to my suitcase what are those kind of quick need to obviously things like medications and stuff like yeah. that is you want to have right on you as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. And Ellen, how about you? What are your must-haves on your trips? Um, well, definitely, again, the, the the chargers. That's important. That's become really important lately. Mm -hmm. um, and well, for what I do for what I recommend for people that are cruising um, is magnetic hooks for inside their cabin. Oh. Sometimes there's not enough hooks. So got to know. great <laughs> idea. Yeah. So that's something for you know for the the suppliers out there. Yes. Um, Great I love, idea. I would love to find some supplier that does um, branded um, yeah. magnetic hooks would be yes. awesome. <laughs> Fantastic uh, idea. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's one, of the, one, one of my biggies, but definitely the charger. Um, yep. And um, I also, I, I think a nice thing is a, as a travel journal to bring along. And, yeah. And it's, it's surprising how much you forget when you get back from your trip, you think you'll remember it all. And uh, so a travel journal so that you can write like that. every day, just at the end of the day, write down a little bit of what you did, what you liked the best about it, what maybe what you didn't like about it. I love yeah. that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I always like I know this is kind of like one of those like mom always told me to I <laughs> I use so many luggage tags. I put them on every bag. Yes. I put oh, yes. them on my per like yes. you never know. Like it's not just my checked luggage. It's everything. And sometimes you have to check your carry on it's taken care of your, your yeah. luggage check is, and that's an easy, that's an easy item that, that suppliers can, can, um, oh, sure. right. Yeah. They can source that for distributors yeah. very easily. And I love like packing cubes. That's kind yeah, of a new thing. Awesome. Yes. Packing that cubes. is like, I mean, if you can flatten <laughs> and get as much into that carry on as possible. Yes. It's amazing. I use packing cubes all the time. I yeah. actually yes. give those to clients. I oh, buy those sometimes fantastic. for some of my clients. Also luggage, um, 
uh, luggage bands. Because yes. you know, like, they're trying to like stuff as much as they can in that piece of luggage. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Another thing is I give people quite often, or I recommend that they, that they get um, uh, luggage scales. They're yes. very expensive. And you'd be surprised at how you get to the airport and you don't, you don't think your luggage is as heavy as it is. And uh-huh. yeah. I've seen people opening up their luggage and on the floor, the backpack. Yep. So, yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. Well, thank you ladies. I really appreciate your time today. Dr. Jones, I just yeah. congratulations on your trip coming up. Good yeah. luck with that. Fantastic. Yeah, safe travels. Thank you so much. I'm like so excited. I'm trying to take a picture of us because like I love I love this team, but I just thank you so much. And I'm really like excited to get out into the world again. And yep. yeah, we just have to be patient and and hope for things to just keep coming back, which is amazing. Yeah. I'd love to hear about your trip when you get back. Yes. yes. Keep in touch with yes. me. Yeah, let's do a follow-up. For sure. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, All listeners, right. for listening yeah. and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. Bye.